Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer, a more than a conqueror by the greater one that's inside. Somebody say, I can do all things. Through Christ, through Christ, who strengthens me. Strengthens. You might say, well, why do, why do you keep saying, say this, say that? Uh, the Lord is the apostle and high priest of our confession. He works with what comes out of your mouth that you believe in your heart. And that's, that's actually how you get born again. You believe something in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's how you get saved. And that's not just how you got saved. The just shall live by faith, walk by faith. That same principle is in every, uh, every part of our life. And this reason why the scripture says, let the weak say, I am strong. Well, you don't look strong. You don't feel strong. Let the weak. So you've got every indication of being weak. So why would you need to say, I am strong? Faith even calls those things that be not as though they were. Faith agrees with God and calls it the way he says it is, no matter how different it looks or feels from that. Faith is submission to God's word, to God's provision and God's will. We don't walk by sight. We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. So go ahead, no matter what you feel, no matter what it looks like, said out loud, I'm an overcomer. Victory is mine. I'm receiving answers. I'm making progress. I'm coming up. I'm coming out from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Hallelujah, by the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. And we ask for the next parts of what we need to see and know to walk this out in your plan and your will today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in our two openings again, John chapter 18 and also in Luke chapter 22, and let's continue in our study of this 20th, our last in the gospel accounts, individual case of healing in the ministry of Jesus. It's the healing of Malchus' ear. In uh, John 18 and 10, Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus to Peter, put up your sword into the sheath, the cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captains and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and they led him away. 
Go back to Luke's account, Luke 22, and verse 49, when they which were about him saw what would follow. So in other words, Peter and the other disciples, they saw that they have come here to arrest Jesus and they're going to take him by force. And so they said, uh, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? Do, do we fight? Because he had, back in verse 35 and 36, he had uh, asked them if they didn't have a sword to sell something and buy one and get one. And they said, well, we've got two right here. And he said, that's enough. And so that's why they're, him having asked them that just not very long before, they're like, okay, we got these swords that you, you told us to have, and uh, do we fight? Is it on right now? And so one of them, we know who it was. John gave that away. Uh, Peter smote the servant of the high priest. We also know who that was. That was Malchus, and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far, or that's enough, that's enough. He touched Malchus' ear, his right ear, and healed him. And just like that, it was as though it never happened. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? It was as though there hadn't been a blow to the head, there hadn't been the cutting off of the ear, just like that. And it was that same anointing that had flowed out of Jesus' garment and healed the woman with the issue of blood that Jesus had reached out and touched the leper and had compassion on him and said, be healed. And the two blind men and um, on and on, the nobleman's son, one through 19 of all these others, we saw numerous times where a similar thing happened People either touched Jesus and anointing flowed out of him into them and, and, and affected a healing and cure in them or Jesus in compassion reached out and touched them like he did this man. And the touch was more than a physical touch. Uh, when there was contact of flesh to flesh of Jesus' hand to the man's ear and head, something spiritual manifested. Spiritual life and healing, the King James says virtue, or it's the word for power or force. We, we know it's the anointing. Came on to the man's ear and, and head and where this uh, uh, flesh was torn and ripped apart and separated. When he held that ear up there, or the part of the ear, whichever it was, and uh, that anointing began to work immediately and so powerfully that that tissue was regenerated in a moment, all of it. And it was though it had never been cut. He was healed just like that. And we talked yesterday about how God's healing power, this regenerative, restorative healing power, He's put a measure of it in every body, every human body. And that's why when there's any kind of damage 
or any kind of uh, abrasion or scrape or cut or even a bone broken. Well, the body immediately goes to work on that. And right, and the, uh, the nerve flow and the blood flow and the nutrient flow and all of that, the, the oxygen is increased there and everything is, I mean, when you, when you stump your toe, your natural response is to grab that toe. Is that right? And so your whole body is going, oh, the toe needs help. <laughs> right? And I mean, your, your brain focuses on the toe. Your hands reach out to get the toe. Your, everything's about the toe. And that's not just happening outwardly. That's happening inside on a cellular level. Isn't that amazing? And that is the wisdom of the Creator. He made it that way. And so everything in the body goes to work trying to repair, build new cells and repair that to, to stop up that leak so you quit bleeding and then put a layer of tissue and a layer of tissue and knit it back together and restore uh, anybody in the building got any scars? <laughs> oh man, I could raise both hands. I was a wild child when I was growing up. I had to visit the ER almost every summer. Uh, I got scars. And what, what that means is I got skin where there used to be a hole or a cut. Uh, that's regener regenerative, isn't it? That's restorative. And like we said earlier, no intelligent person says they don't believe in that. It's all around you. And if you've got a human body, it's been healed from a scrape or a cut or something like that. Well, where that came from, there's more. Somebody say there's more. There's more where that came from. What do you mean? We talked about yesterday about how the Lord told my father in the faith, Brother Hagin, that any time any of us, any of his people, have any kind of procedure, any kind of operation, ask him to speed up the healing. Ask him to increase the healing power working in the body. You know, surgeries and procedures don't heal when you think about it. I mean, a surgery, you're actually doing some cutting, right? Some, some damage, if you will, <clears throat> even though you may be removing something that needs to be removed or, say, setting a bone that needs to be set, that's not healing. When they get through with their work, then they're counting on healing to happen. Is that right? To be healed up. So really, in the truest sense, doctors and surgeons, we appreciate them, but they don't heal. They do good work. But they're counting on the healing that God has put in the body to take place. And so that's why we need to ask. If the Lord said ask, you have not because you don't ask. Ask him to increase, to speed up the healing power. Can you say amen? amen. Ask him to do it. And so we talked about how we pray with all of our people, anybody that we know that ask us to pray and say, you know, I'm going to have this procedure, I'm going to have this uh, surgery or whatever, we, we do it every time. How about I go over it again? What do you think? <laughs> this is how I pray. 
and my wife Phyllis. This is how we pray. If somebody says, okay, going to have this surgery tomorrow morning. First of all, like we said, you want to make sure you have confidence that you should have it. Don't just do something because somebody recommends it. Don't just do something because somebody says, well, you, you need it. You have to have it. No, you need to have confidence, faith in that this is going to help you. And if you don't, don't do what you are afraid of and don't have confidence is going to help you. Don't do that. But if you feel good about it, the, you, if you prayed about it and you thought, yeah, I believe they can take care of that and I can get over this and I can be in good shape and we can put this behind us. If that's the case, then this is how we pray. Lord, we pray your hand on the doctors. We pray your hand on their assistants. We pray your hand on every piece of gear and equipment, every instrument, that you would guide them and direct them, keep them back from missing anything, making any mistakes, doing anything they don't need to do. And if there's something they need to think of that they hadn't thought about, reveal it to them, guide them, show them. We ask for your involvement. We ask you to be there on them, involved in the situation, your peace on the person getting operated on and on their family. And then, Lord, help them to do of the best work they have ever done. And then, Lord, we ask you, speed up the healing process going on inside them. Increase healing power. Cause them to heal up quickly, correctly, and completely. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And then the person that we prayed with before the procedure, we say, we, we're in agreement. You agree with that? We, we're expecting that? Yes, I'm confidently expecting that. And we have seen that so many times. We have seen it. People just, I mean, just sail. I mean, the, the, the doctors are so amazed and impressed. And how did you heal up that quickly? And they come back to check them in a few days and they're like, whoa, you're like three weeks ahead of normal. You're a month ahead of normal. Well, there's more where that came from. Is that right? Can you see that? And so what we have talked about in this regenerative thing, why did the Holy Spirit select this and tell us that not only did the man get his ear clipped, but that Jesus, right there in the middle of the situation in the nighttime, he's about to go to the cross. He had just been, you remember, not long before, Praying, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Blood's coming out of his pores. And so he's got other things on his mind beside this guy's ear. And yet, and yet, in the midst of this, he's open to the Spirit of God prompting him, lay your hands on that. And minister to him. Who will God heal? Who? He healed his enemy. Is that right class? Are y'all, are y'all awake? You're, you don't consider yourself his enemy now do you? He saved you. When you were his enemy. When you were still a sinner. When you were still ungodly. He loved you and died for you and saved you. And here this man. In the midst, Jesus is, is, is about to go to the cross. He, he, he could have, you know, said, I'm, I'm, 
I got other things on my mind. I mean, you, you shouldn't be here trying to, to bother me anyway, you know. <laughs> Let that teach you a lesson. No, no, that's not him. I said, that's not him. Who will God heal? Anybody that'll let him. Whosoever that will listen to him, stop, stand still and receive from him, let him do it. Whosoever will allow him to, that's who he'll heal. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I will allow him to. I will let him heal me. I will receive from him. Amen. I just mean you're not fighting it. You're not resisting it. You're not rejecting it. Who will the Lord save? Same thing. Whosoever that won't reject him, that won't fight him, that won't deny him. And the next question, what will God heal? And we said the word here is little. Little ear or even earlet. Now it said it cut his ear off and we have the picture that the whole thing got sliced off and maybe it did, but why the word little? But the emphasis is what will, who will he heal? Anybody. What will he heal? Anything. It's not too little. Can you see that? The man could have lived without an earlobe or without an ear or half an ear, ever how it worked out. He could have lived without that. But the Lord didn't want that. And he didn't want that, an encounter with him and what's happening tonight, to leave him missing something. Because he's the Savior of the world. He's the healer. Right? An encounter with Jesus doesn't leave you earless. (laughs) Or earlobeless. Or any good thing less. Right? He reaches up and puts a hand on him. And that regenerative power, how many think that blessed that man? How many think he's having a different thought about coming and harassing (laughs) Jesus? Is that right? He's probably wishing he was on the other side at this moment, right? Because, I mean, the blood's still wet on the side of his head and neck, and yet he didn't have any problem. His ear, he can tug on it, and it's not coming off. Oh, praise God. He likes his ear, just like you like yours. (laughs) Didn't want to lose it. God can restore it. Do you know that the Bible said in Jesus' ministry that people who were maimed were made whole in his ministry? What does that mean? Maimed means parts were missing. Maimed, parts were missing. Maybe they had been in a battle, got a hand cut off. Maybe they had been in some kind of an accident or something and something's been torn apart or ripped apart or something's missing. Maimed. The maimed were made whole. Now that means restored. Nothing's missing. Can God do that? He can do it. We've seen uh, uh, situations, you know, where I just described praying for people about a procedure. We've even heard of cases where something had been removed and later on when they were examined, it was back. Mm-hmm. And now you talk about surprised doctors on that one. They were like, what? Wasn't this removed? And they got a new one. Well, is anything too hard for the Lord? I mean, if God created the heavens and the earth and he made man's body, formed it out of the, the clay... 
Can't he make another one? Couldn't he make another one? So don't just accept that you have to go. Even if you did something stupid and hurt yourself or abused your body some way and damaged something, don't just say, well, I did it, so I got to live like this. No, the mercy of God will restore things. He heals his enemies, right? So if he'd heal his enemy, he'd heal his child that did something dumb, right? He will restore that which has been maimed or broken or missing. That's what the word shalom even means. Remember when he said, uh, like to the woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole. Oh, come on. Did you hear that? That's what peace shalom means. Part of the definition is nothing missing, nothing broken. Hallelujah. Does that sound like your good father? Does that sound like your good God? That he can not only stop you from perishing. I mean, I don't know how much blood was coming out. I mean, depending on what was cut, he could have bled out there that night. I don't know. Uh, but whatever the case was, he didn't just, he wasn't just spared from bleeding out. He was restored so that nothing was missing. Nothing was uh, uh, omitted and, and broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the same good Jesus today. He is the same good Father today. And he's doing the same things for those that will believe him the same. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands, everybody watching online, uh, lift your hands, say out loud, I believe in the good God who makes us whole, restores us so that we are complete, nothing missing, nothing broken. Right now in the name of Jesus, I speak over those that believe body parts organs, glands that have been severed, uh, part of them removed, something that uh, they were born without. And I say, I ask you, Lord, recreate that and make that anew and whole. Replace that, I ask. Just like you've done for others that we read, I ask you, Lord, work a miracle and a a creative miracle, and a regenerative, restorative miracle inside their body, inside their brain, inside their heart, inside their organs. In Jesus' name, be healed, be made whole, made whole in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive it. Just lift your hands up and say, I receive it. Start thanking the Lord, saying, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Yes, uh, intestines and stomach that had been partially removed and severed and, and a problem with it is being restored right now in Jesus' name. And you'll be able to eat like you hadn't been able to eat and digest, and some had needed to be able to gain weight, and now you can. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Other things are working. God can create. It is creating. New heart valves. New heart valves and new parts in the organs, in the glands. Somebody say it again. I receive. I, I receive right now in the name of Jesus being made whole, being restored to wholeness, soundness in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord, for creating body parts, recreating and restoring and renewing body parts. Say it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be sure, uh, child of God, to give God glory for the things that he does. Don't hide it. Tell it. <laughs> Tell it. Publish it. Send us the testimony. We'll shout about it too. And when you do that, others hear about it. They get encouraged that they don't have to be missing and broken and lacking, that they can be restored too. They can be made whole. It is God's will for you to be healed. Who will God heal? His enemies. Is that right? Certainly his child, whosoever that will believe him. If you'll just stand still and let him. What will God heal? The least little thing. Your earlobe? Are your whole ear? Are your whole head? Are your whole body from the top to the bottom? Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's so good. And he never changes. That's it. Our time's up again for today. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this whole world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We love you. Thank God for you. We're excited about what God's doing in your life, in your body. Come back and join us again next week. There's more to be seen about this faith thing. Let's keep growing and growing until we just overcome to the glory of God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. sure enjoyed being with you again this week. I know the Lord is doing a lot of great things in us as we reach out to Him in faith. Every Friday I like to speak over our partners. I know many of you are partners. Thank you so much for help underwriting this and sending it all over the world. If you'd like to be a partner, there's information on your screen. We read this week that Jesus said, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? In Luke 22:35, they said, nothing. Nothing. God wants you to be whole financially like He wants you to be whole uh, physically. Say it out loud. I'm Pray this out loud with me. Father, I lay hold by faith of more than enough to make us whole financially. Satan, I command you to take your hands off of our partners. Uh, take your hands off their finances, off their material things. And Lord, Cause it to flow into them in abundance. Say it out loud. I receive plenty. I receive, I lay hold of abundance. In Jesus' name, be made whole financially. Be made whole materially in every good thing. When you think about it, just thank God tonight and tomorrow and the next day 
that I'm being made whole in Jesus' name. Till next time, this is Keith Moore. Hallelujah. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Come back next week for some more. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.